Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us on From the Friar. Today covering Married at First Sight, season 16, episode 11. But first, it is madness. It is March madness. We are here. Thank you to everyone who joined our bracket. It's hilarious already. Like Ellie said, thank you so much. I know it could be out of people's comfort zone to sign up for this public embarrassment you might be a part of, including ourselves. We appreciate you. Thank you for your courage. And this is going to be such a fun ride. But okay, just to start it off, there's already been two, I would say, well, for sure, like one major upset. So Furman upset, uh, number 13, Furman upset, number four, Virginia. And I'll be honest. I don't think anyone picked that. That was probably one of those like 99% are picking Virginia. Spoiler, we did not we pick Furman did, to take We did this. not pick Furman. So we're already struggling. We already lost two of our picks, but it's pretty early on. So we're still fairly confident. But I'm going to take a quick peek at some of the, some of the folks uh, picks. And let's see. Let's start with Ombre. You are a Virginia fan. You have them going really deep. I am sorry. I hope you make a strong comeback on the other regions, but uh, it's not looking too hot right now. Uh, let's see another one. Let's take a look at, uh, we'll do uh, Lauren M. So we have two Laurens. Oh my God. Furman. Oh my God. <laughs> Lauren picked for him to win. I need to know the reasoning. Like, are, are you an alma mater? I, I need you <laughs> to ping us on Instagram or Twitter. Why the hell did you pick Furman to win? But oh I my... love it. I love it. Okay. Lauren's bracket is clean besides uh, Utah State. I'm sorry. I don't know why you'd pick Utah State. But, okay. The bracket's looking real clean. Like, clearly, probably already have the lead. Uh, let's look at just a couple. Okay, we'll look at we'll look at Michael's. Ooh, oh, Michael had West Virginia going deep. All right, Michael, I'm just gonna assume you're probably a West Virginia fan or maybe close proximity. I'm sorry they lost. I picked what? Uh, well, we picked West Virginia as well, so that's a bummer. Um, now Michael. <laughs> now Michael. <laughs> Now, Michael. <laughs> it's a math math show. We have to bring it back. <laughs> all right, we'll just do we'll just do one more, and then we'll get into the show. Thank you again. Thank you all for for you know tuning in and also just joining the uh, men's and women's brackets. So let's look at Tina. Okay, yeah, Tina's is pretty clean. Wow. So they were almost perfect. The only one they missed was same as us. The uh, well. And Furman. <laughs> oh, so they got Furman. Well, no, they got Furman oh. too. T Tina, you too. What is that? Oh my God. And they have... The okay, Tina has Furman advancing again oh, to face Alabama. I love that. There's always a Cinderella okay, story. Okay, what so if Furman is, is it? Okay, so Furman was, was Tina's Cinderella story. Okay. And... Yeah, they missed the the West Virginia pig. Same, you know, same. As Almost us. everyone yeah. did. But uh, Tino's is looking kind of clean. Uh, interesting. Might actually might have a bigger lead than Lauren. That'll be okay. But yeah, thank you. Or maybe throughout the week in different shows we cover, we'll just do a quick little update. But I think we should do standalone updates because it has nothing to do with sister wives or maths. I feel like we should just do like special reports. Oh, we could. Yeah, I think we should do that. Right. Say they're 10 minutes long. That's true. 
Or we can just give them a link and say, like, yeah, if you don't care about the episode, just watch the NCAA. Oh, I'll definitely <laughs> timestamp this, guys, in case you're like, wow, I don't care about that at all. All right, awesome. No, awesome. Thank you all so much. This is, like, way more fun than I expected. Thank you to everyone that joined the women's bracket as well. We'll be going over that. We don't know as much about the women's matches, but we are here for the upsets and their own Cinderella stories. So we will go over those as well. Okay, why was there some slight shade at the women's bracket as stat-wise? For the men's, we had, like, field goal percentage, three-point percentage. Uh, opposing, oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, wait, how come when I look at more info for the women's matches, like, I'm not getting that info? Oh, that's lame. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So a lot oh, of it, I don't like that. So a lot of my picks were uh, women's teams that I do follow just due to their coverage, like South Carolina, for example, is like a powerhouse, Stanford. So, though, I mean, those teams, which are, you know, number one seeds in their own right, I have them going pretty far if not into the championship game all right moving on to the episode have you noticed that they're making their previews way more dramatic than the episodes actually are they're trying their best i know to keep us coming back so hard like i'm honestly more riveted by the preview yes than the episode they hook you they they do a good job of that i'll give them that all right, we're going to start with the Redneck Comedy Bus Tour, just because it doesn't really fit anywhere. I'll be honest, never knew this was ever a thing. Okay, would you do it? I don't, I don't, you know, honestly, some things when we travel, you can just kind of feel that they're tourist traps. Yeah. I don't think I would do this only because like, I want to just walk around with you and like go, oh, that looks cool. Let's just go in there. Yeah, I hate that looks any cool. confined thing. Yeah. But also, like, I wouldn't do this, like, at all. I don't like the... Okay, here's the thing. When we go to comedy shows, my worst fear is that they're going to try to interact with me. Oh, I see. So this is just them interacting with me. I don't want that. I'll give it to them. The bar they ended at, I would definitely go to. Some of the flavors they mentioned... We have had some of this before. I want to try. I want to try all those flavors. I want the PB and jelly. Yeah, that one... PB and J, excuse me. That one's probably so good. So Nicole, Chris, Clint, and Gina get on a bus, the bus comedy tour. They learn about redneck words. Things are going on. But the only thing I could think of during this time was why was Nicole brushing her hair with a full-size brush just casually on this bus? Like, where did this come from? Why are you packing a full-size brush? Your hair looked fine. Did you feel like the bartender wanted nothing to do with this group of people? Not, not too much. But then they reeled him in by asking for marriage advice, and it was actually really good. It was good. He had good advice, but when the, the slight flirting happened, he was like, no, thank you. I want none of this. Right. He's like, I am a happily married man. Don't. They I'm made good. me do this. Right, right. <laughs> so his main advice was honesty. Can't fight with that. Though maybe Chris was a little too honest. Maybe Gina was a little too honest. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, they, they hit a major roadblock when they were overly honest. Yeah, maybe. there's a fine line. I will say Gina and Clint did look good together here, though. Okay, I'm getting a little bit of the vibes I was getting with Kirsten initially, and, well, to some extent still am. I wonder if they're just, you know, they're kind of just going with the flow as we're just going to get through this and we're both going to say no at the end. I think that's a better strategy than what Kirsten is doing. It's almost like they're okay. They're okay being friendly. 
But I don't Wait, think they'll ever get past that. I take it back already because Shaq is very into Kirsten as to where I think Jenna and, Gina and Clint are equally right. not into right. each other. <laughs> but I, I think they've sort of come to a, a realization of, you know what? You're a cool person. How about we just hang out for these two months and, you know, we'll part ways at the end. That's the way to do it. But neither one of you are that much of a villain then. I don't even know. But then Clint talks about. He's talking he, about last he, names he, here. He's talking about kids, last yeah. names. But I just. Is he falling for her? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I say that, but but he also mentions that, you know, he gets more more deep conversation with Gina, like on the one on one. But he mentions like about her her work ethic and how she carries herself and how she runs her shop. And he's like, that's really admiring. You know, someone that sort of thinks he values that is represented in someone else. That seemed, you know, pretty real. And okay, I can see something there. But I feel like when I see Gina. And they're in moments and even camera shots of them together or her reacting. It's almost like I don't want to be here or, you know, just lack of not not being in an almost like an honest, happy love state that I would expect. I could see Clint falling for Gina faster than Gina would fall for Clint. I think I think I, I could agree with that. Clint hasn't been very annoying these last few episodes. I was really anti-Clint the beginning of the season. Like, right off the bat, didn't like anything about him. His personality was annoying. And now it's not that bad. And what he says is nice. And I think they could be really good for each other, but it's not it. God, it would have been amazing to see just their relationship without the shitstorm in the beginning. Right? Whether it's traveling to some unknown waterfall in Jamaica or talking about each other's appearance. Why not just... Just wait a little moment to get to know each other before we just outright tell someone how we feel about their physical appearance. Would it be maths without it? Like, couldn't just, <laughs> just wait like two weeks. Just don't say anything. What do I say all the time? Just no one touch each other and no one talk about how the other person looks. <laughs> it's just not realistic for the marriage show. That's true. So everyone basically agrees on changing their last name though. So that's good because that's usually kind of a... It can be a point of argument for people. Do you have some thoughts on this? Changing your last name? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thought. I'm not changing my name. I've asked nothing of you. Why no. was Nicole sort of... Okay. Okay. Nicole, everyone's busy. You only have two months. You don't have to give me this long spiel about how you can't get to the DMV to change your license. Like... I get it. You're not going to change your name. It's okay. No. She said after a year. So I could see it. It is so much work. No, I know. I know. But we already know it's so much work. You don't have to like. She was almost going on and on and on about how. Why she's postponed changing her name. I'm like. You can just say you're not going to change your name. It's not a big. I, no, as someone that doesn't even want, I cannot Although, go to the DMV. This, no. Honestly, this is such a controversial topic between like couple to couple. Like some folks, um, I would say maybe more leaning to men are very like, you have to take my name. Like that's just, that's a part of the process. You have to take my name. Some people could care less. They're just like, whatever. But then it's like, well, what do you do with your kids? Do they take like a family name? The dad's Hyphenate maybe. Hyphenate. I don't really care. I care. That's why I kept my But you care. I don't care. And then you care about keeping yeah. your name. It just feels like a part of my identity. But then it's odd, though. In the future, 
if and when we have kids, you'd be okay with them having the last name. Yeah, my last I'd be name. fine with them having your last name. Is that, that weird? That's, that's interesting. See, that's interesting. That's interesting mindset. Well, that's just going to be their identity. I just sure, want my sure. identity. No, but I mean, there's couples out there. It is. If you don't take my name, we're not getting married. I know. I've heard that multiple times. Yes. Like, we're not even getting married yes. then, which is wild. Honestly, I would have bounced way before then. Like, there's probably you know, <laughs> you know, speaking from a from a from a dude's perspective, it's real easy for us to say that when we don't have to do shit. Yeah, you don't got to go DMV. You don't do have to do all that. this stuff. Hmm. Real easy. I won't even go into my rant. I have it on the oh tip my of my what tongue, if, and I'm okay, not going there. Okay, people come to a, a compromise, and you both hyphenate your names. Oh, see, that's way more dope. So yeah, like, that's okay, way okay. dope. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your name, but we're both hyphenating. And then the guy's going to be like, mm, I told you to that. take my name. I told us to combine names. I know. We do have a really so funny. <laughs> we have a it funny would name. so stupid. <laughs> I would love it. It would sound so stupid. Imagine a little kid with that last name. Dope would you seriously fuck. be able to present with that last name if we combined? Dope as fuck. No. <laughs> We'd be like Malfoy saying, Potter. <laughs> it would be like that. Gross. <laughs> Starting with Chris and Nicole, we see Nicole's dad coming over to visit. They show him around the apartment and dad asks, do you sleep here? Pointing to the dog bed next to the bed. <laughs> I, I really like Nicole's I like, dad. I like Nicole. I was about to say, I like Nicole's dad as well. He seems very down to earth, approachable, you know, seems like a good father-in-law. Chris and dad walk out onto the balcony and Chris is kind of catching them up on how everything's have been, how their sleep routine is, kind of what they've been through so far. Dad does bring up a good point. Don't change just because you think that's what she wants. I can see so much resentment coming if that's what someone is doing. I wonder if Nicole's dad has seen her prior relationships and is kind of aware or maybe conversations with Nicole of things that just haven't worked in the past. And it is true. If you're just changing for someone, you're, you're losing who you are and that's not fair. Also take it a step further. So you're doing things not because you want to do it, but because someone else wants you to do them. And then you're going to say, well, I'm doing this for you. Mm, that can turn true. into mm, real okay. messy situation. No, you're right. Nicole's dad says that you're in the honeymoon stage. Marriage isn't easy. Nicole isn't easy. You can make everyone happy, but you won't make anyone happy. They've thrown just the slightest examples of maybe Chris getting agitated with the way Nicole responds to things. Yeah. Do you think that's ever going to be a thing or is it ever going to grow or is it just going to stay kind of where it's at and you know, sort of Chris is kind of okay with uh, the status quo uh, as it stands right now. In the same vein, sorry I'm answering your question with a question. <laughs> Do you think Chris is really a pushover? He's not really pushing There's over much. There's evidence that says no. Yeah. But is it because they're both trying to be different than they were in the past? So Nicole isn't as intense. Chris is not being as much of a pushover. I don't know their past, but this is my assumption. I think Nicole is compromising to a level she's never compromised in prior relationships to make this work. I totally agree. But it, if she is, it doesn't seem to be like bugging her or weighing her down. And the way she talks about Chris is being like, wow, he's so kind. He's so appreciative of me. He uh, makes me feel beautiful and loved. And, and, 
maybe there's a thought of like, wow, I'm doing so much compromise, but he's also, he's such like a kind guy. He's making me feel so good. Like it, this feels like to her, maybe it feels like the right path to be on in a relationship. I totally agree. But here's where my issue is. Nicole is doing all the bending. She Hmm. is going to will this to work. I need Chris to also do something for her. As far as these big kind of hurdles that they've come across, not maybe everyday life. I'm I'm sure he's doing a lot. Let's say it works out and it it's, you know, it's perfect. It's almost decision day. I would imagine they would have to somehow approach the lease situation again, because yes. like if we're in love and we basically live together, why do we have two leases? That would just be really odd. A step backwards. Not good. Dad said Chris needs little big dick energy. So I think he's getting his vibes also that he might be a pushover or he's not as vocal about his needs and wants and that he's maybe just trying to please Nicole. But then you were saying like evidence wise, it doesn't look like he's a pushover. So Chris has a surprise for Nicole and I was very confused about this remote control helicopter. I didn't understand it. I, at first I was like, oh, this is definitely something Chris set up because this is so nerdy for sure. Like I always, you guys know, I always give crap saying production sets up every single date, but I was thinking, no, this is one of them. Yeah, it's, it looks so unique and personal to the mm-hmm. person that they must have done this. But then as soon as I figured out what the date was, I was like, no. <laughs> take it back i'm not even giving him credit for this one okay if let's say production gives you options the fact that he picked helicopter ride to me is dope as fuck no worst that is nightmare. so tight i mean hey you know planes helicopters yeah danger to him but still dope as fuck one month in do you think they know each other's like fears like mine big fear of heights do I'm, not do well on planes and won't even get on a helicopter i'm sure that's on the earlier end of things you talk about, like, oh, like, what kind of food do you like? Do you have any fears? I hope so, because if I was on maps and they say helicopter ride, I say no thank you. Like you said, like, are you afraid of heights? Yeah. Um, are you afraid of, like, ghosts? I, you know, I don't, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know, just because those are, like, they don't have to get too intense and they're, like, an easy way to get to know someone. True. I hope they take advantage. Like, oh, I'm scared of spiders. Oh, okay. That's not too outlandish but if you're like i'm scared of puppies you're like what that's a bit out there did you notice how much tape chris used on the table for this tiny sign bruh he that thing will never move why was there like six individual (laughs) pieces of tape maybe he expected a rough landing from the helicopter i don't know (laughs) i mean let's be honest you didn't even need tape no I mean, it's what a if, table. What, what if he, what if he tested it? So I, I okay. What if there's a blooper reel of him testing this and he's like flying it, and as soon as he tries to land, it just like the air just like blows the paper. <laughs> Maybe that's away. what it is. Then he added like one piece of tape, and then he does it again, then it blows it away again. Then he had two pieces of tape. He's and like, so, not this somehow time. Somehow we ended up at six pieces of tape. <laughs> what? So Chris is very similar to us. We do like experiences over gifts. A lot of the times, me and you will go do something instead of getting each other anniversary gifts or birthday gifts, and. I personally like that. The ultimate, though, is getting a bouquet of flowers and then doing something. I do like flowers. Yeah, I'm a fan of flowers are good. Flowers are really good. 
Um, obviously, especially if you know if your person's into flowers, <laughs> it makes sense to get them flowers. Sometimes I give Leon flowers because I think men deserve flowers too. It's a weird thing. It's a weird crusade I'm on of getting men flowers. And is it like for me? But subliminally, it's kind of like for you because it can be decorated. Because they go in our house, they, like, so I get to look at become decoration. <laughs> I just think men should also be able to experience the the beauty of receiving flowers. It's a great experience. So you're my test subject in that. <laughs> That's fine. I also dig, you know, you got to do the movies. Not the movies. Uh, you know, a date. Oh, I like a, movies. A, a, a date, right? Yeah. That's what I mean yeah, by Yeah, yeah, Could be food. Could be, you know, Dates movies. are spendy, it could so even it just counts. Go, honestly, something we do on random days we call a date day would be <laughs> going to like a, like a hobby store. Like, you know, journals mm-hmm. and, the, and the kits. Like, you know, figure kits and what else they have in there? Like puzzles and stuff. It's just a bunch of like it's just little, a, ran- like, bunch like of a bunch of random hobby, hobby stuff. Wait, why do you like that? But you give me crap every single time we have to go to Michael's. Why? It's the exact same thing. No, because the crafts at the hobby store I'm talking about are so much cooler. Literally, the sections that exist maybe, in the hobby shop exist in Michael's. Maybe because of the sort of the um, Japanese influence over the hobbies versus Michael's. I'm just like meh, like meh. All right. <laughs> I, I, I see this stuff all the time. But like in that hobby store, I'm like, this is some new shit. Like, what is that? <laughs> they go on the helicopter ride and Nicole says that she can't imagine spending her life with anyone else at this point. Big words. Your girl is been ready to say the L word. Okay. She was ready to say the L word on the honeymoon. Girl, just say it. Just say it. There's no way Chris is going to like break up with you over it. Just say it. I mean, you might scare the crap out of me. What if, what if, what if she says, uh, I love you, and then Chris's response is like, I'm, I'm getting there. Thanks. <laughs> oh, it'd be so bad. She would spiral. I, anyone would spiral. Back at the apartment, they're looking at their wedding video, and Nicole is going on and on about what she doesn't like from the wedding day, mostly revolving around how she looks. It's always sad. I, I mean, the- I always say like, oh, that's such a negative energy to put out on such a beautiful moment, but... That's really how she feels. That really sucks. This is what I mean about the little previews about maybe showing Chris being a little agitated. I hope it doesn't become a thing. Chris does say at this point, the more it comes up, it becomes annoying. <sighs> I think it's, it. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get into like body dysmorphia or anything like that. It's more of how someone reacts to things or how they approach them. Like, do they, do they always have this sort of, negative attitude towards something they don't like and like that could that could get on someone that could annoy someone it could but or like something's not going your way do you are you do you just like constantly bitch about it like that's like can we just move on and have a day well mostly with her it's about herself yeah so that's really hard and there's nothing he can do like that's totally on her and she has to decide if it's time to get help for that that is true both times we've seen one was the wedding photos and the second one was obviously the makeup in the video Mm -hmm. Hmm. but we don't because we don't see everything there might be day in the life moments where she does that with just things in the world but I mean, that's her reality. I, and it, I guess I can't, all, I can't say that because we haven't seen that. We've just seen no. these moments. And I just wish she didn't feel that way about herself. I mean, she's gorgeous. Nothing to worry about. But if she's worried about it, that's what matters. Okay, we have to go into Jasmine and Eris. What a wild time. 
what a what a ride. You know, ever I stuck up for Eris for a long time, and here we are. I love his confidence, but I think someone needs to. I think someone needs to check him, and I don't know if it's going to be Jasmine. I hope it is, but I don't think he values her enough to care if she did. Eris is meeting his friend at the bar and greets him and says, it's always good to see another married man. Is Eris really married, though? Like, sure, legally, but is he being a husband? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> not, not from what we've seen, not the communication. From what we can tell in this conversation, they really don't spend that much time together just due to their scheduling conflicts. And zero intimacy. His friend is surprised that they haven't had sex yet and says he's a virgin again. He's like, yeah, you really got this married. Is probably, you really got married not to have sex. This is probably the longest he's gone without sex. Maybe. At this stage and this amount of time, if the needle hasn't moved at all, and in some situations it's going backwards, I feel like your chances of developing any kind of relationship with this person, they're so low. They're so low. Eris told his friend that he wasn't attracted to Jasmine, and his friend just laughs. Eris says he just needs a vibe. You know, there's those girls that just, they, you might not be attracted to them, but they have a vibe. You find out that they're like a sneakerhead, and then you're here for it. Or they're funny, and you laugh <laughs> all the time. Yo, Twitter, Twitter what Mafia lost their the hell? shit. Lost their shit. So, like, Jasmine wants to take care of you. You'd, you'd let her take care of your kids. She would take care of you in the hospital, but no, fuck that. Sneakerhead. She's funny. That's what he wants. And someone on, someone on Twitter was like, this man is 40. Mm-hmm. Trying to compare his wife to needing to be a sneakerhead and he might be attracted to her. That's wild. Yeah, someone else mentioned like, please, with that sneaker collection, it was mid. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking lost it I didn't see that That's so good Eris says that they just need to take advantage of the good moments But Eris does not encourage good moments He doesn't create good moments He's not doing any of it Bingo 100% completely agree No complaints I'm curious I believe it's going to be with Dr. Pepper mm -hmm. The next sit down I mean the, I, I really wonder what their thoughts will be after one month, you've developed nothing. Yeah. Eris's friends said that if Jasmine wants more, you either need to give it to her or ask her if that's what she wants. Solid advice. And she's been real clear. That's what she wants. She wants the connection. She, she's a hopeless romantic. I mean, come on. Th this makes the Dom and Mac situation more, more prevalent because I think even though we have seen it in the latest few seasons, someone giving up that early in the relationship in this experiment is still pretty rare. And the fact that his friend said like, you need to tell her, you know, like give her some love or like not like just tell her realistically, like where he's at, he should just tell Jasmine like, Hey, I'm not into you. I don't feel myself falling for you. I think we should just like end this right now. But it being the show, he's just going to like, for some reason, give it another month. I don't know why. Like there's no, there's no benefit to him. Like he's not, getting free rent or something like he only has a home. Like it's not, what, what is the benefit here? Absolutely no benefit to Jasmine. I would like to say none. Uh, yeah, true, true. And you're not, you're not helping Jasmine at all by just like, well, let's hang out for one more month, even though I know I'm not going to be into you. 
Not friends at first sight, people. Yeah. No. I thought it was weird that they had both Eris and Jasmine go to the rage room. Because if you remember in the Houston season, Rachel went to the rage room, but with the other girls. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that's what Jasmine got the opportunity to do because she's mad at Eris. (laughs) Okay. I have not been to a rage room, but I remember from that season, wasn't it just like a big open space? Mm -hmm, Like a warehouse type thing. If you went to a rage room, would you rather go to a room this size or just a big open space? (laughs) Definitely big open space. I don't need things flying back at me. I didn't feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable like full force trying no. to break something in this small ass room like i feel like yeah it would just glass would somehow flick back and like hit me in the neck yeah, and now no. i'm bleeding like, <laughs> it was a li- just too small for my comfort and also why was there a fucking tire what the fuck am i gonna do with a tire get a workout in yeah i don't know <laughs> roll it around the room <laughs> nothing too much of note happened here except the fact that eris broke something while the instructor was in there with no protective gear on She just thought I would have the opportunity to leave the room before people went into it. Dummy. Why? They literally threw glass straight at the wall and the lady's like, hmm. Cool. Thanks. I wish she just looked at Jasmine and was like, I see why you're here. Then we have the one month anniversary date. I had to note this. You were dogging on Eris's outfit in comparison to Jasmine's. And I was not letting you get away with that, sir. Why are you trying to attack me right now? Sir, there this, are nights show, when I am go. I have date night outfit on. The show's not about me. <laughs> and I go, can you put pants on? And you go, no. <laughs> There's a reason you are called the better half. Sweetheart, thank you. There's a reason. <laughs> also, my excuse is always like, it's a good deterrent. Oh, <laughs> which honestly i can't argue with so (laughs) they're sitting on a bench drinking champagne and looking at wedding photos together i thought their pictures turned out probably one of the best they had really cute candid photos they looked really nice man jasmine's realization that she looked so happy that day much happier than now was so sad i didn't even consider that Jasmine says, I feel like the Jasmine right now is a lot more guarded than the one from the wedding day. And then you have to think, wow, on her wedding day, you have this man clapping as you walk down the aisle. That is saying something about appearance because you don't know each other yet. And now he's saying, well, I'm not attracted to you. So that makes you think, was that fake? Yeah. Was that fake? What does that mean? It was sad because this moment really let you into Jasmine's mind or what she's going through as far as I was so happy and hopeful back then and to reflect where I'm at now is so different as far as this relationship or what could have been possible yeah, in this that's relationship. that's what it is. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed when the vows were brought out. Oh, oh God. I loved seeing Eris. Realize he has not kept a single one. He is not trying every day. Every day. He agrees at this point that he hasn't put in the effort each and every day. Okay, but what are you doing to fix that? Which goes dot, dot, dot. I'm not. I'm not into this. I'm not into you. I hate it. And I hate that she's realizing so much at one dinner. Like so much is just coming at her. You want to talk about the bombshell? 
almost. Okay. But first, when they break out the vows, when they are reading them, when Eris says he isn't putting the effort, when he is trying to come up with all these explanations, he can't even make one brief eye contact. Honestly, I even I tweeted about this and it it really annoyed me because only because you are two adults in a marriage having a very serious conversation. I it was almost maybe like a personal thing. Like it really annoyed me that he wasn't making eye contact with her. Like you're you're talking to me like this is very serious. Like look at me. Why are you looking at the floor? Like Yeah, just at adults. everything else. This is this is why it bugs me also because it almost feels like a defense mechanism when you are lying. Yeah. You like, don't want to face it. Exactly. You you can't you can't look me in the eyes and lie to my face. You have to sort of, you know, disconnect yourself from the mm-hmm. situation as you're as you're speaking your lie. Then we move on to dinner. Eris asks Jasmine, what are you looking forward to? Jasmine says moving forward and not being stagnant anymore. She then asks Eris where his head is at. He says, the first couple of weeks I was closer to being checked out, but I'm trying to get a good middle ground space. I'm having trouble trying to navigate, trying not to hurt your feelings. It would be easier if we said there wasn't going to be any sex until after decision day. Nope. nope Absolutely nope, not. Nope, nope. Nope. Why? Why? You just a hundred steps back. Wow. Uh, It's over. Yeah. What? What is she waiting around for? And it's not the act of sex. That's not you do not have to have sex at all in this experiment. It's the fact that you are placing this hard line. Jasmine tried to. Walk it back and say, but we are going to move forward with other intimacy, right? Yes. Now he says yes, but I think he's talking out of his ass. Absolutely. When, because to him, sex is that connection. It is that we are forming a bond. He is so physical. So him saying no sex during this process after decision day means I'm saying no at decision day. We're not going to have sex. We're not going to get close. Like this is it. Yep. This is as good as it's going to get. So what are you here you know, for, Jasmine? Jasmine, today is your decision day. It's not fair to Jasmine, but I'll give her credit. In this moment, she probably could feel this, mm-hmm. that this is kind of like, yeah, it's like over. But she was very, um, not Felina would probably hate this, but she, you know, she, she didn't get emotional. She was sort of e- a little bit even keeled about it. But should she have been? Why does she need to sit there and, quote, airfingers, take this like a lady? I'm more saying it shows how strong she is, but I'm not, uh, again, like I, yeah, I want her to move on from Eris too, but I'm glad that she didn't. That's what I mean. I'm glad you're not showing this man a weakness. I agree. That's, that's what I'm trying to get. She's not giving him the satisfaction of, or the power of showing you're getting under my skin. Right. Jasmine is a wonderful woman and she will find someone that appreciates her. This just isn't it. Moving on to Clint and Gina. Clint is hungover from the liquor tasting, but he's getting ready to go recreate the waterfall hike for their one month anniversary. We thought this was going to be a shitstorm. Like, I just why think we would shouldn't do that? do that. Why would you try to recreate this terrible yeah, experience? I don't think either of you need to be reminded. I don't need to be reminded of that time. So at one point, Clint says, those roses look as good as I feel. And this reminded me of something that someone said to me the other day that pissed me off. 
I'm in a Zoom meeting, as you know, we do these days. At and work. I have a real resting bitch face. Like, it's a fact. I think that's why I smile so much to try to counteract the fact that I just naturally look super unfriendly. So, but also during meetings, if it's a remote meeting, I'm doing lots of other stuff during the meeting. I'm not really paying attention. Someone messaged me on the side as I was doing something else. My camera just was on. And they say, you look as good as I feel. How do you take that? Oh, thanks. I look like shit and you feel like shit. Cool. I told you your comeback (laughs) should have been. That's weird because you look like how I feel. (laughs) And you follow that up with like. Now, how did that make you feel? I was just like, yeah, right? Or something. I don't know. I said something to like be like, I'm not even discussing this. I was like, totally, whatever. But I, who says that? How dare you? That's in my head what I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, that just immediately reminded me of that. It's like PTSD. I know. I was like, oh, no. It's like some Zoom, <laughs> Zoom PTSD. Did you notice that Clint was wearing the infamous Jamaica shirt? He sweats that shirt. (laughs) We've seen him wear that thing like three or four times. They get to the waterfall and it is bumping. It's pretty. So many people though. It was pretty. Gorgeous. It was a beautiful waterfall. It's one of those, uh, what you think it looks like, but then reality, it's like there's a shit ton of people. The camera was trying to get angles that made it look like there wasn't a lot of people. so hard. But we, I mean, every shot, you could tell there was way more people behind as well. I was surprised. Usually when we go to things like that, there's like kids swimming and there's nobody in the water except for I'm wondering if it's really cold. No, that's what I mean. But even then, kids just don't give a shit. They're like, whatever. True. I just just, want to go jump in some water. Kids don't feel cold. I'm convinced. Nah. Yeah, like we live in the Northwest and like our beaches are super fucking cold. But as a kid, it does still, not matter. I'll yeah, still see kids exactly. Like, damn, my toes are freezing. <laughs> Gina really brought Jamaica to the apartment. I had mixed feelings about this, but yeah, flags, oxtails that she wasn't going to eat. So I assume catered, ordered. She did not make oxtails, is what I'm trying to get at. No, definitely catered, ordered. Gina talks about how she has a passion for mentoring people, and that's why she loves running the shop. She says that she loves that Clint overcommits, which sounded like an insult at first, but then follows it up with, and doesn't care what anyone thinks. It's funny. No, I take that back. That's still an insult. As soon as I read the whole thing. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Do you notice she kind of low-key roasts him all the time? Ma'am, hold it together. I I just... (laughs) I think she's being at this one. It's like friendly and the roasting is maybe just like the banter. Like, I just don't, you know, that's, this is as far as they're going to move. This is as far as they're going to get. Yeah. You're not going to see them relationship wise progress into, you know, um, a married couple. Do you think they'll ever kiss again? No. Oh, (laughs) no. I guess not if she's like roasting him and he's not roasting her. Like the difference I try to tell myself. So me and you roast each other all the time. It's like our humor. She got burned, didn't she? (laughs) She got real burned. Those feelings are hurt. Damn. (laughs) But what I was thinking is, okay, me and you roast each other all the time, but it's going back and forth. Your boy says slender. This is a one way. Clint's not roasting her anymore. So you can't just keep it going. And who was the first one to roast one another? Oh, we know. <laughs> I have not forgiven her. I'm just saying. No apologies. I'll never get over that. No ne- apologies at all. Apologize. Clint has to grovel for multiple episodes. <laughs> Nothing. 
While they're eating and having a semi-nice conversation, Gina says that sometimes when he eats, it makes her want to stop eating. It's because he talks. He he does talk about random things like no, right? no, the the way he eats is what I took that as. Oh, I thought it was the way he describes things while eating. Oh, maybe it's that. That's I took I, it as oh. you smack your lips. Oh you. no, I, I think it's because he always like. He just talks about some weird shit while they're eating. And that's what I think she's like. I am not hungry anymore. Thanks. Mm. Okay. Well, that's nicer than the other part. So I've been you, like, stop you, roasting you, him. You checked me this week. You were like, um, oh. <laughs> do you, do you eat like that in public? And I was I, like, you know, I tried to be super what? careful. And I was like, what? And he's like, do I, you? I said, no, no, no. I need to defend myself. All right, go ahead. I said, and I thought about it for a long time because I don't want to be insulting. And so I was like, hey, I'm not trying to be a jerk and I'm not trying to roast you right now. And you're in your own home. Eat however the hell you want in your own home. I don't care. It does not bother me. But I said, I just, I just want to know, do you eat like that at your big work presentations? And I was like, like what? (laughs) I was like, uh, like that. I was like, oh, I was like, like smacking my lips. It was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Was I eating a, was it it pizza or like a breakfast burrito? Oh, it was definitely pizza. pizza? Because that's like your favorite. (laughs) Yo. First, no, I don't. At least now I'm freaking out. I'm like, what if if I do? And I don't notice it. That's what I'm wondering. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Okay, but, see, then you're good. But, That's but, all I wanted. But then I was, so I was watching this wine video and they're all talking about like, oh, breathe in through this and you get more like taste and smell or whatever. So I was like, my comeback was like, I'm just trying to get the smell. It's like, you're getting it. It's fine. You got a lot of it. <laughs> now, I had to save the best for last. Or the worst for last? Maybe that. Maybe that. You know, it's funny. In, in some moments... I almost think Gina and Clint have a better relationship than these two. But then I'm like, yeah, they're not getting past friendship. And in a certain way, you're right. Because there is a base understanding as to where Kirsten and Shaq are not in that understanding. That, thank you. Yep. You're on my vibe there. You're on my vibe there. So I could see where you're coming from. But, but the rub is that Clint and Gina, it's kind of set like we're... Not really going to move past this where, yeah. you know, maybe Shaq wants to and then Kirsten yes. doesn't want to. So there's kind of like there's mm-hmm. yeah, they need to figure it out. So we see Kirsten getting a pedicure with her friend and her main complaint this week as well continues to be communication. She says, if he's there, I want his attention. I want him to hold me to talk to me. That's a lie. Um, No. No, the whole, no, the whole time she was explaining this. I'm like, really? The lady that says she's not a good kisser wants to be held. Yeah. Hmm? Her friend asks, how has it changed? Meaning like marriage, honeymoon. And now Kristen says, I feel like the marriage is up and down based on the day. Some days he makes time for me. And sometimes he's tired. When he comes in the house, he needs to hug and kiss me. That's a lie. She might mean a cheat kiss, though. Uh, No, I don't accept. (laughs) Our thoughts here were that Shaq's already been pushed away in a sense already when you just, I mean, man, like the kiss is so special in a relationship for you to just be like, I'm not a good kisser. So like, we're not going to kiss. That's just, that's just different. That's just different. So 
it really is communication. Like, why are you expecting Shaq to do this when you sort of sent him mixed messages of like, I'm not really into you. I don't think you're attractive. Also, don't kiss me. I'm not going to kiss her. It's like, what? What is he supposed to do where he, in his mind, he thinks it's okay? Is it okay to hug you when he gets home? Is it okay to try to kiss you when he gets home? All the signs are red lights. They're all stop signs. No offense, but Kirsten, there's also nothing stopping you from kissing Shaq. There is. She doesn't want it. Well, well, okay. (laughs) Yes, there's that. Of course. Okay, their date was the cutest of anyone, though. Roller rink. Oh, I want to do that so bad. So cute. I've never done that. I did as a kid. I'm a, I, I, did, I did roller skating as a kid, but I've never gone to the actual rink. Oh, it's like, fun. That would be fucking cool. Okay, you can tell Kirsten's been before because she was doing like spins and shit. They're so cute. They uh, If this was real, it would have been so cute. <laughs> also, why did they give them toddler helmets? Oh, that was weird. What were it, they like, thinking? It like, didn't even fit Kirsten's head. Like, but why, it didn't why? really even fit Shaq's head very well. They and, legit got them man kid helmets. Have, my man doesn't even have hair to get in the way. Yeah. So very cute date, dancing, holding on to each other. I think there might have been some hand holding while they were skating. If I didn't know better, I would have been bamboozled into thinking this was the cutest couple. It's always sad when you think, man, it could be something special. I know. The (sighs) potential. Damn it. Then we move on to dinner on the skating rink. Kirsten says she is most looking forward to spending her life with him. Looking forward to traveling together. Shaq is looking forward to spending time with her friends and family to learn about her. Kirsten says, in order to get to know me like that, you need to be around me. Uh, no, girl, because literally I can't get to know you. No, like, you don't I, tell me anything. You don't tell me. So <laughs> Shaq's like, let me just go to your friends and family. Like, let me just ask them. That was the vibe I got. And then when she was not necessarily fighting it, but saying... Putting up a little front like, oh, you don't need to. I don't want him to get attached to them or them to get attached to him. It's because she's about to bounce. Like, this is it. Like, you're done. It's a little bit heiress vibes. Oh, we're just, we're not going to be intimate till after decision. Oh, day. yeah. You oh, might as well pull oh, that too. Um, yeah, just, just, how about you just not get close to my friends and family? How about, mm, you know, because I'm leaning towards a no. Yep. Kristen says, sometimes you are around, but also when you're around, you need to be intentional and have intentional conversations. That is how I put my guard down. Shaq looks confused. He's just smiling, a furrowed brow. Shaq says, I've been around her. She always says she needs more time. And then he asks her, how much time do you need to let that guard down? She says, I'm letting it down day by day. I, I just don't feel like they've made, just just from this moment, this conversation, when she's talking about letting it down day by day, I'm like, I don't see day by day progress. No. You know, you, you, there's like this, you know, every day, just one more step up, one more step up. But there hasn't, what, what are those steps? Like, I'm not seeing them. Kirsten says, starting today, we'll figure it out from here. When Shaq rebuttals, time is of the essence, she says. We have a lifetime. I can see through it all. I don't accept any of this. I want to like Kirsten, but just... I know. Like, I like her as a person. I just feel like... Well, yeah. And I just feel like there's just this... I just... And from the jump, I've been on this side. I just feel this lack of honesty from her when Mm -hmm. she's... Like, her interactions and just... 
in a way how she's treating Shaq. And I'm you know, I'm sure Shaq's not an angel here. You know, we're not only on team Shaq. But the thing is, like, especially with last week with how I felt he was not spending time at home. He's not necessarily being the most present or communicated. I feel like that's in response to her and her lack of actions and communication. No, I would agree. I mean, if he feels that, yeah, you know, Kirsten's pretty much pushing me away. Like, I, I can tell it's going to be a no. Like, I'm going to go focus on my career mm-hmm. and my mentees or whatever I do at the university. Yeah, like, why well, put time into this? Yeah. In the end, Kirsten says she wonders if Shaq is more interested in Decision Day than a lifetime together. You kind of got to start with Decision Day. I agree. You got to start, got to start somewhere. That's the first kind of fork in the road, if you will. I also feel like you have to give the person something in these two months for them to even feel like or or see the image of what this is going to be like for that lifetime. Mm -hmm. You can't just be like, oh, we have a lifetime to do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but we've literally done nothing in two months. Like, is this experience I've had for two months going to be my whole lifetime? Like that? I'm not cool with that. So I'm not knocking Shaq. No. Then we see everyone get into a party bus and go have dinner to celebrate the one month anniversaries. Did you notice there was awkwardly a spot left for a couple that should have been there? There was like a whole gap in the table. The reservation was booked, you know, ahead of time. (laughs) Nicole is a little know-it-all. I'm just saying a little too, (laughs) a little too much for me. I was tweeting. I was like, okay, why does Nicole think she's one of the experts? Who gave Nicole the job to drive the conversation? And why is she going so hard? You don't need a poke and prod into my relationship. Get into your own. You are not perfect. I would have a problem with it. She's like, oh, I'm feeling some energy here. And this is what I'm reading. And I'm like, Nicole, stop. You hate the sort of uh, group events, like the hanging out together things. But this week or this season is much better. It was every single episode. I'm fine with these ones. They are much better. I do like the dinners. I like when the couples can talk about where they are in their relationships and just how they're feeling. I feel like maybe they're more comfortable in a group setting because these are your friends in some way. You're all going through the same experience. It kind of leads you to be just a little bit more comfortable. At least yeah. that's what I feel when I watch these. Unless it's something like Eris and he's hella uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so as Nicole is working her way around the tables, calling each couple out individually, Jasmine says that she's attracted to Eris, but she's letting Eris take the lead. She said she's going to try to be more intentional and kind of talks about what she is going to do to make this work, which is not fair. Why is it only her talking Eris doesn't even mention anything that he's going to do in this point, and it sucks because we're always seeing Jasmine put in the effort. Can you imagine being being at that table and she's breaking all of this down and you're just listening to her, but then, you know, awkwardly, everyone's also looking at Eris like, oh, like, you know, what are, what are you going to say? And he just sort of like looks at her like, yep. oh, no, man, she's talking. I'm just going to I'm just chill here. It's awkward. It's super awkward. Eris then pipes up not to talk about his marriage or what he'll do better, but then asks Nicole and Chris, is married sex different than regular sex? For someone that wants to have no sex or any intimacy, he, he talks a lot about sex. Like, Eris, sir, t- a couple steps back. You're not even there. How about you ask them about how did you guys work on building intimacy? 
so on and so forth. What the hell are you doing just asking about sex? Well, that's this is this is a forty year old man. Yeah. This is a four year old man. What the fuck are we doing? We move our attention to Kirsten and Shaq. Nicole asks, have you progressed past kissing on the lips? Everyone should be kissing on the lips. Progressed. Um, Nicole, we haven't even gotten there. I don't I don't know if it's happened more than maybe twice. We're maybe lucky if twice. it happened twice. Kristen says, no, not really. The chemistry is there a little bit. Shaq says, I think it's there. No, I mean, I think Shaq is into Kirsten. It's just, it's just not the other way around. Exactly. Nicole kind of starts grilling them. You can tell Kirsten's getting a little bit more uncomfortable. In the end, they just cheers to grace and growth. On the next time on, we see, finally, time with Dr. Pepper. I would just like to note, this is only the second appearance of an expert, and we are halfway through this experiment. Okay. I feel like the experts got so big or some shit that their contracts, you know, they got more money and then it's based on appearances. So the show's like, okay, we're just going to cut the appearances down. These people need help. Yes. They needed help on the honeymoon. I mean, there could be, there could be a thought also of saying, well, see, I'm trying to play devil's advocate, but I can't because this is a fucking, this is a different experiment. People don't go through this, which also says they should also be getting more help because yeah, in the real life, you're not going to have this expert to just like help you out through this process, but this is not a normal process. Yeah. So they should be getting this expert time to work through these things. You know, it's going to be funny. We love this show. Fantastic. A lot of entertainment, mass mafia, all that good stuff. But you know, they're just going to do the bullshit exercises. We already yeah. saw fucking goat yoga it's come back. The, it's the uh, goat yoga, do the dice, do the dice. exercises, body painting. Yes, it's the usual stuff. Maybe Which that I, cures mm, all marriages. I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I'll give it to them. The exercises, although we've seen them, they do sort of breed conversation, physical touching. Like oh, Clinton, remember Gina. the breathing? Remember the breathing one where you kind of just like, I think you just like hold each other and breathe or something yes. like that. That's too intimate. <laughs> Hey, I mean, some couples might need that. Then we see Jasmine opening up. And then we see a scene of Nicole worried that she'll wake up one day and her happy little life won't be happy anymore. So again, kind of going back to she's very self-conscious. Maybe she's really anxious, waiting for the other shoe to drop. So we'll see where that leads. I wonder why. I mean, it, it seems to be going great. Why would you that thought process of expecting something to go wrong? As an anxious gal myself, yeah, yeah. it's just that's kind of you're always no, waiting. That's true. I'll give you that. That's all for the couples this week. Keep in touch regarding March Madness. We'll see what kind of weird random episodes we throw out regarding that. It's already been crazy. I expect way more upsets. I'm hyped. Thank I you I did all. not expect the upset. No. Oh my gosh. Furman just fucked it all over everybody. <laughs> good for them. Now I want them yeah, to good, go good, super good far. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, thank you all again for joining our little pool. Appreciate y'all. I hope you all have a good weekend. Join us for Sister Wives. That'll be restarting soon. And we'll talk to you next week. Take care, all.